This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. How are you doing today? As I teased in the daily financial news, we had a special guest this afternoon. It's my good friend, Bill Allen. How are you doing, buddy? Good, Michael. How are you? I'm doing very well. So folks that have watched the channel for over a year or so, you have seen Bill Allen before. I just want you to know what I think of Bill. I am lucky enough to interact with hundreds of real estate experts, and I place Bill Allen at the very top, kind of my Mount Rushmore of investors. So to get him on the channel, to give back is something I cherish. And I just want to thank you, Bill, for giving us some time. Yeah, absolutely. That means a lot to me. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate that. Well, hey, what we're going to talk talk about first is a topic I've always wanted to bring to the channel, but nobody else has the balls to talk about it. And you put out a post, I think it was two months ago now, maybe six weeks, where you acknowledged that, wow, all the success you've had being an entrepreneur, running the best mastermind in the country, uh, you acknowledged that you almost lost your family. And that is pull, that pulls at my heartstrings because I don't think enough people acknowledge with the whole go, go, get them bigger, 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 that there can be a downside. And I thought, you know, you were brave enough to have that discussion and put it out there. So why don't you talk about that moment? Yeah. I, I, so I think, I don't think a lot of people talk about that either. And it definitely plagues entrepreneurs probably worse than anybody. Um, and you, we don't even realize it actually until we're really at, at, at the, the end of it. You know, I didn't even realize it going through it, looking back at like all the signs you can see it, when we, I was a, a pilot for the military and we have these accidents that happen in the helicopter or airplanes or jets. And they talk about the Swiss cheese lining up. So like all the holes in different uh, slices of Swiss cheese, all these holes have to line up perfectly to crash a helicopter or an airplane. So all these things have to go wrong. And so I kind of like, as you look back, you can start to see and unravel what was happening or what, what led to that, that, that point in time where you have to make a decision of um, where you are. Uh, right. Is it your responsibility? Do you blame other people? What happens? So uh, anyway, I, I, let's just start with the, what happened in the end. It might be easy. Uh, basically, my wife looked at me and said, I want a divorce. And I was like, what? Like, okay. And we weren't, we, we had some struggles. We have a lot of things going on in, in the past few years with my son and, and a lot of things that was happening. And, um, but ultimately what I had to look back and take responsibility of was the time, like 2020 for me was a lot of just getting back and just going like full bore in the business to try to continue to grow through a pandemic and all the things that were happening. And when I look back, I was probably putting in like 400% the effort that I was the year before. And I was putting in a pretty heavy effort the year before. And I wasn't necessarily putting the priorities that came, like that I would say first. Like I, I was telling myself even that this is all for my family and, you know, we're doing this, uh, uh, all of these things, right? That everybody says. And ultimately that wasn't the case. I was actually really pretty driven probably by, by some ego, by goals, by the team, like all the other things that we have said, things we've put out to the community and that we wanted to do. And just a, a real like wake up and realization of what's really important. And 
sometimes you get to that point where you're, you're tested or this event happens and you have no control of it. Like I had at that point, I had really no control. Like my wife was just like, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm checked out from this. And um, I even said, like I had, I had been doing some, uh, I was, I'm part of the relationship mastermind. I was paying a coach and a program, but I, I don't, I, I didn't really commit and go all in until that moment. Like that mm. moment I had a decision to make. And to be perfectly honest, I, I didn't make the best decision immediately. Initially I got defensive. I was really upset and it took a couple of days to really sink in that like, what, what is this really, even in my head, like we were going through some struggles and challenges and you kind of think like, okay, well, like th that's an option. It could be an option, right? It's things that you think about. Um, but I never really truly believed that either one of us would get to the point where we go that route. Right. And she was even, even talked about it for a couple of weeks before, but then she got an appointment with a, um, with a lawyer. Oh. And I was like, that was the thing. That's when I got defensive. That's when I really kind of snapped. And um, I chose in the beginning, honestly, to, to like run away from that and say, fine, if that's what you want, then fine. Mm. And a couple of days later, I just said, you know what? I'll, I'll regret this for the rest of my life if I don't tell her how I feel, like how I truly feel and, um, and all the things that her and, and like she means to me perfectly, Frank, like the, the fam, I'll always have my boys, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, but she means a ton to me. And she, I, she just didn't feel like she was being seen yeah. and heard really. She thought that she was taking a back seat to, um, to the business. And frankly, um, what I, what I realized after that was I was taking a back seat too. Like my, even like some of the things that I needed work just became everything. Right. Like, everything, and and yeah. a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, like we all go through this and what, and, and in fact, now that me, I've been talking about it more, like just been very, you know, pretty open with, with what happened. Um, especially inside of my community, uh, people are reaching out to me and, and say, like asking about it and wanting to talk about it. And I've been on tons of calls about it. And what I've realized is you can decide whether you want to make this decision now when you can control the outcome and, or you can wait until something happens, like something, your spouse leaves you, your kids get really up. I, I don't know, something happens and you can't control that. And mm -hmm. I was at a point where I really couldn't control that decision at all. Had I maybe six months earlier realized the, the route that I was going down and what could potentially happen, um, I, I probably could have taken an exit or really committed, but it took that, it took that like huge event, that big thing to happen for me to actually realize how big of a problem it was. And I'm not hundred percent to blame, right? But I can only control myself and, and what I was doing. And honestly, now like working together, her and I on figuring out all that stuff, I'm starting to realize some of the things that she she didn't like and, um, and how she felt. And now she actually feels like she's seen and heard. And she just showed up at our event here in Nashville. We had our first live event uh, in January and she showed up for, she wanted to come for a night just, she said, to see you in action. Like she never wants to come to the events. She never wants to travel or do those things or yeah. meet the people that are in the mastermind group. And that was like the biggest thing for me because I've been asking her for that for the past like three or four years. And when I finally like just let go and gave up, and release control of that and just gave her what she needed she turned around and gave me what i needed yeah yes it's really amazing so so yes people don't talk about this stuff um that uh, a lot of like public speakers and people are on tour are 
divorced, they go through very big heartaches because they don't put their family first. And we say like, we're, we're building this empire, we're making this money, we're doing all these things for our family, but it's, it means nothing in five years when you get there and your family's not there. So um, I, think, I think it's really important. And there's a lot of like grind mentality and like just work, work, work. And honestly, um, we've made a, a ton of changes in the past few months uh, in our personal life and what we do. And me, um, I'm just really saying no to a lot of stuff uh, yeah. now and really um, trying to make sure that they know that they're important. Yeah, and again, I go back to your analogy of the Swiss cheese, right? And that's what I wanted people to realize, especially entrepreneurs, right? That's what the channel is here. Lots of people are, I mean, it makes me so nervous when I hear someone say, I'm doing this for my family and then I want a thousand units, right? And they're like going from zero to a thousand. I'm like, yeah, a thousand's possible, but do you realize the level of commitment and just, you know, that you don't magically get 48 hours in a day to do everything you want. So it's, it's really important for people to realize that if, if the family is truly that important, it use it as a governor, it should always be, you know, there are times I guess where you juggle it, but if you don't, if you just give lip service and your action is different, you will eventually end up with all the holes lining up in a shocking event. Like your wife schedules an appointment with an attorney That's your wake up call. It's like, whoops, I guess I'm, I guess I need to pay attention now. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I think what happens is we, we get into that and we don't have the agreement in place from both parties. And I remember when I started this business, I sat down with my wife and I said, Hey, I'm not going to be available. Like in the morning, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be working. I'm going to go fly, work my full-time job for the Navy flying. When I come home, I'm going to, you know, help put our son to bed. We had one boy at the time. Uh, help put him to bed, read him a story and hang out with you guys and have dinner. And then I'm going to go back in the office for a couple hours. And it's going to be like a year while I get my business up and, and going. She said, okay, no problem. And that's what she signed up for. And then right. after that, we grew really fast and got big. And then I, I, I just, it became like a drug almost um, mm -hmm. of just like, I, I, you know, it's because I, I feel like whether, uh, uh, like, I know that the, the masculine man, like myself, like a masculine uh, energy and the, the feminine energy, the masculine really is driven by purpose like purpose and mission. And I've been reading and learning a lot about this. And so a lot of times we'll put that above and, and, and beyond maybe our family or our spouse or other people or things like that. And you, you can become like so ego driven and purpose driven and mission driven that you forget about everything else, or it becomes secondary and you don't even notice, like you really don't notice. I thought that I was giving my family what I needed, but it's not, I read a quote the other day in a, in a book that I was reading about this. It said, it's not the amount of time that you spend, but it's the quality of the time that you spend with that person. Yeah. And so I was spending a lot of time with my family, but I wasn't there. Like it was a shell of me. I was thinking about other ideas and other plans and I wasn't unplugged. I couldn't figure out how to unplug. Right. And so now when I'm with my family, I turn everything off. Like, you know, um, I, I had to be a little bit late to this because my son is going to the hospital right now with my wife. My wife has to take my son to the ER. And I had a choice when my wife called me and I could tell that she was upset and she's scared and a little bit anxious. And my son is, she's getting ready to take him to the ER. I know she can handle it. She can put him in the car. I, I work two minutes from here and I, I had an appointment right before this. So I decided to leave that appointment and, and not stay on that call, get off that call, drive to my house, just spend five or 10 minutes with my phone, not next to me, just spend the time with them, get them ready, help her out the door, give her a hug, give her a kiss, say, you got this, and then come back to the office and continue work. I could have stayed here. 
Yes. And I think the old me would have stayed here and said, she's got that, no problem. She can handle it. But the, the new me is like, no, she just needs five minutes of support. And that's what she needed. And that's it. And then I can come back and I can get my work done. And she knows that, that they're the top priority. Like she knew that I was busy. She knew that she didn't expect me to come back and come home. Yeah. And it took me maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes. And I could, if I miss something, I miss something. Like it's, yeah, exactly. it, it, that's the, that, those are the little things. The little things are what we miss as bigger picture thinkers, like visionaries and stuff. We don't live in the moment. We live in the future. And a lot of times we have to, you know, figure out how to live more in today. Yeah. One thing you brought up that I want other entrepreneurs to hear, right? You, you checked and got validation from your wife when this all started, right? I'm going to work time, work again, year, full agreement. You know, she may have been uncomfortable at different times through the year, but she's like, okay, you know, I signed up for this clear it doesn't sound like you went back and revalidated and, oh, honey, we went from this, we're going to go here. Because you've had an amazing track record when you look at it from an entrepreneur's standpoint, but you forgot or missed or whatever you want to acknowledge, revalidating with the spouse, with your wife and your family as your boys grew. And now they're of age where you got to validate with them because you are important. You're the dad. Yeah. And you know how we validate that stuff? It's like, okay, I'm the coach of the soccer team. I'm also the um, den leader for his Cub Scout troop. Um, I am the, uh, I raise money for the Cub Scouts. I'm the committee chair for fundraising. I, I do all of these other things. Right. And, and, and so when I do that and I take the boy, I pick him up, I put him to bed, I do all that stuff. Like that was my validation of like, I'm a good father. I'm a good husband because I do all this stuff. This is exactly what my wife needs. Hmm. And, um, and you know what I lost in that was, I, I, number one, I lost a lot of what I needed. So like socialization, friends, uh, travel, tr like things that I love to do that fill me up. Yep. And then I also lost the fact that like, I'm important, my wife's important, and my kids are important. And really in that order, I think. And so I, I, I wasn't pouring back into the relationship. I was just being a dad and expecting that is what she needed. So like now we go on a date night a week. It's like non-negotiable. We figure out, okay. And, and it's not a date night, like seven 30. It's a date night. Like I pretty much dip out of here at like three o'clock and we go do something all day That's and, um, and really do some cool stuff together and go, we just went to Disney for a week together, just the two of us. And so we do trips like that. So we, we're really trying to figure out how to reconnect as a couple because somebody, one of, one of my like, one of my new coaches in life has said to me, she said, why do you treat this person like they're lower than the kids? Because they came first, like they were here first, you know, you and your spouse were there first. And then the kids came and we, we, we give everything to the kids and we have nothing left for each other and nothing left for ourselves. Mm. So um, I don't think it's selfish to say that I, like everybody says, you need to put your oxygen mask on first. And it's true. Like you really have to take care of yourself. And I wasn't taking care of myself either. And I, I'm self-sacrificial. I, I just muscle through everything and I don't ever actually feel like let myself feel things and, and live in the present. So yeah. learning how to do that as an entrepreneur, that's the challenge. Like how do you unplug? Because you have all these ideas. You love, you love building businesses and all these other things. And um, when you're home, you're, you're just stuck at work. My wife would say like, you'll come home, but you won't leave that at the office. And, and like when you walk out of the office door, when it was at the house, I actually moved all my office stuff out of my house. Um, she said, you, you just, you don't leave work in the office. You come out here and there's work and then you're, you come home and you're on the computer and all this stuff. And I didn't know how much it was hurting her until, um, until we got, cause she didn't share. She wouldn't say that that's the thing. Right. That's, uh, that's a problem. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah. So as we wrap up this first of two segments with you, what would you tell the entrepreneur that's had some success? You know, it's got a year or two track record and just going full gung ho for 2021 or 2022, whenever they're watching this, what would you be their words of advice? Let's assume they're married with kids just as you are. So they don't end up with that Swiss cheese with the significant other, you know, getting an appointment with an attorney. I think the biggest thing that I'll say is, is you've learned how to spot an opportunity. So opportunities are everywhere, all over. You could probably look at a, a retail store right now and determine how to systemize and automate that thing and have them make more money. And they're, like everything, everybody's looking at you for opportunities and pulling on you for things to do. And, and, and they're out there. I, I think you really have to figure out how to focus and how to say no to that stuff. And then really like look at your time and, and look at ener- the amount of energy that you're going to put in and what the output is. And just, just be careful like be careful getting too far. Like the second that you start seeing the signs, it's probably getting to the point where it's too late. Um, And I'd say the relationship that you have with your spouse and your family is a lot harder to repair than building a business up like you have. So um, you get into this problem where you start seeing success and it it really does become a drug. So I just say, be careful with it. I mean, there's, I I don't know who said the quote, but like if you show me someone's calendar, I'll show you their priorities, right? And it's like, just look at that. If your calendar is jam-packed and it's all, it's all work, then you know what your priority is, even though what's coming out of your mouth is saying family, spouse, kids, things like that. So take the time. Um, and I'll say the biggest challenge that you need to figure out is to unplug from the future thinking and figure out how to get in the day-to-day. Like, how do you live in the now and actually appreciate the now? Because that, that's, that was the biggest challenge for me for like seven years. <laughs> and I can finally do it. And my advice is uh, sit in sit in an ice bath and uh, for about ten minutes, and you'll oh, wow. appreciate it now, and you won't think about anything else. So I take cold showers in the morning now for three minutes, and I sit in the ice bath about once a week, and that uh, that resets me. Clarity. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about right now. Well, Bill, thank you very much for this. This is fun. Fun, and again, thank you for being vulnerable. Thanks for just telling us how it is, and uh, I, I wish you nothing but luck. Yeah. Hey, one more thing. All you see out there from all the other gurus, entrepreneurs, people like that is the highlight reel. So that's the highlight reel. The real life is probably not being shared. So I, Michael, I appreciate you having me on here to share some of that stuff. And I think um, like when you yourself can be vulnerable and understand that uh, you're going to help more people, like more people, hopefully somebody sees this and says, oh crap, I'm, I actually am getting to that point. I need to make a change. So, well, I, 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 that's why this, this is why I wanted the video. I hope there's one person out there that their Swiss cheese is starting to line up and we can prevent it from the crash. So Bill, how can people follow you, be a part of your universe and your circle? Um, they can go to sevenfigureflipping.com. I pretty much am there. Uh, we have an event called Flip Hacking Live every October. I'd love to see you guys there. Yeah, very cool. Thank you very much, buddy. Thanks.